Welcome back to Glow Girl. Um, if you are watching live, happy Monday. Uh, we are broadcasting live on Facebook on uh, Monday evenings. Uh, and um, we're going to do that from now going forward for the most part. Uh, so you can start your week with a little bit of magic and motivation. Um, kind of like a little warm hug from the universe. Um, and if you're listening on your preferred podcast app, then happy Wednesday to you. Um, and uh, come join us on Facebook uh, if you can, because it's kind of fun to be able to see you guys and interact and have a little conversation. Um, hi to Sean and Nikki. I see you guys. Hi. Um, thank you guys for turning out and tuning in and hanging out today. Um, Okay, so last week on the show, hi Valerie, uh, we talked about all the fall things like how pumpkin spice lattes are actually potions and the autumn equinox that's right around the corner. Um, hi Annie. And next week, um, I know I'm skipping this week, I'm going to talk to you more about this, but next week I have something really cool to share with you guys. So next week, we're going to be talking about another one of my favorite fall themes, and that is the fall of the patriarchy. Kind of. I'm kind of kidding. Not really. Um, so next week's going to be actually a very special show. So we won't be doing a live broadcast next week. So don't uh, don't come online and look for me on Monday night, but you'll have the show like normal on Wednesday. Hi, Allie. Nice. Oh, first podcast. I'm glad you're here. Um, okay, so next week we won't be broadcasting live because we're going to be recording um, a very special show. And um, do you guys remember, if you've been listening for a while, back in January, we interviewed uh, Teresa Reed, who's the tarot lady. She came on and she talked to us about um, kind of getting started uh, with tarot, tarot for beginners. And that's part of what she does and she's amazing at it she's so fun to talk to and she's so good at what she does um however if you don't know this already uh teresa is also a very gifted and experienced astrologer and that's how i uh kind of learned about her to begin with and so teresa's going to join us next week um again it won't be a live show but it'll be um aired on wednesdays like normal she's going to join us next week to talk to us about politics and astrology. We have an election coming up in the U.S. I don't know if you know this. If you don't know this, we need to talk. Um, but anyway, this is all very exciting. Um, so if you have questions about politics, about the election, about the candidates, and how astrology plays into all of this, um, send me a message. Uh, you can send me a message on the Glow Girl Facebook page. Uh, if you're in our Girls Girls community group, you can shoot me a message in there. Um, any social media platform, shoot me a message. I'll get it. Um, and if you have questions that you want me specifically to ask, make sure you send those to me. And uh, when I talk to Teresa next week, I'll make sure to get all the dirt for you guys on politics and astrology. So that is coming next week. I'm very excited about this. I hope you guys are too. 
Um, hi to Melissa and Rachel who join us. Glad to see you girls uh, out tonight. Hi, Nicole. Um, okay, so now that we got the excitement of next week out of the way, uh, this week we're going to talk about Jupiter, which if you're watching live, you can probably see I have a little title up here that says Get Lucky with Jupiter. And um, yeah, it is what it is because Jupiter is the planet that uh, can bring some luck our way. And uh, finding out where he is in your chart and kind of what he's doing right now and all of our charts can help us tune into some of that luck and take advantage of it and use it for good. Um, so stick around for the second half of the show and um, I will help you get to lucky. And uh, first, let's jump into this week's astrology. Uh, and I'll give you a, a little rundown on what's going with the, going on in the stars. So um, we still are in the uh, last little bit of Virgo season. Uh, Virgo season will last until September 22nd, uh, and then we're moving into Libra season. So uh, my Libra friends, don't forget, I will do a Libra episode for you. It won't be next week because we're gonna be talking to Teresa Reed about politics and astrology. Uh, but the week after, we're gonna talk all about uh, Libras, uh, which is a topic near and dear to my heart. So uh, make sure to join us for that, for sure. Uh, we have coming up this week, a Virgo new, uh, Virgo new moon. And so um, you're gonna to wanna to pay attention to, if you like to do moon rituals, if this is something that you're into, uh, this is something that you want to pay attention to, this Virgo new moon. Um, and in my notes here, I actually forgot to put down the date of the Virgo new moon. So pardon me while I pull up my moon calendar app. If you don't have this app, it's fantastic. It's really, uh, really easy to check. So it looks like the new moon is on September 17th. So that is coming up here on Thursday, uh, Thursday here in the U.S., um, so you get about you get about a day ish on either side of the new moon to uh, work with this energy. So, um, new moon in Virgo. This is a this is a fantastic moon, a very special moon for intention setting. So if there's something that you uh, you know have kind of been waiting for, something that you've been working for, if there's intentions that you need to set, um, this is a great moon for intention setting with regards to your health, uh, especially your mental health. Uh, Virgo ruled by Mercury, very mental healthy vibe. So if there's intentions with, with regards to health or mental health that you want to set, uh, this is a great moon for that. Uh, if there are intentions uh, or projects that you are trying to finish uh, with regards to organization, this is a great one. Also, um, for just in general, getting clear on what you want. Uh, Virgo is a precise energy, um, you know, great for clarity. So if there's something that you've been working towards, if you are trying to just narrow down exactly what it is that you want and how to move forward with that, this is a great new moon for that kind of intention setting. Um, you know, figure out what it is that you want and, you know, manifest the shit out of it. This is, this is going to be a perfect new moon for that. So that's coming up uh, this Thursday. Uh, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, you can start new moon rituals immediately. Uh, like I said, you get about a day on either side. So, um, alrighty. We also have still uh, Mercury is in Libra, will be in Libra until September 27th. 
um, this is kind of that uh, diplomatic thinking, um, devil's advocate kind of communication, two sides to every story. Uh, you know, Libra is sort of a bit of a storyteller sign. Um, and if you're having trouble making decisions, if you're having trouble coming to an agreement uh, on some, you know, something, you know, that Libra energy uh, in Mercury can can have a little bit of trouble there. Um, you know, it can help us feel a little bit balanced in our thinking. Uh, but again, sometimes with that balance also comes trouble making decisions. So if you're feeling that, uh, you know, on the 27th, we're going to move uh, Mercury into uh, Scorpio. And so we'll have a little bit of a change of energy there. Um, Venus is still in Leo until October 2nd. Uh, Venus and Leo is wonderful for um, values, money, beauty, romance. Uh, Leo is creativity and boldness and fun. Uh, you know, Venus and Leo is extra, extra, right? It's it's very me-centered and um, I guess, uh, you know, you want luxury and you want it for yourself. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, it can be... Um, you know, a, a sexy kind of fun, creative vibe for you. It can be uh, a little bit of a drama vibe for you, depending on where it's currently hitting your chart and how that's aspecting, um, you know. So if you're seeing a little bit of an uptick in uh, sexy, fun creativity or in a little bit of drama uh, and self-centeredness, that might be Venus and Leo. But October 2nd, we're moving into the next, uh, you know, into the next Venus transit. So you know, hang in there. If this uh, energy isn't working for you, it'll change soon. Mars retrograde. Now we talked about this uh, a little bit more last week. Um, I'm not going to go through the whole entire thing again, but Mars will be retrograde until uh, mid-November. And this energy is hard and it is heavy. Uh, Mars is the planet of action and aggression and libido. And it's retrograde for the first time in about two years. Um, Mars is in Aries, and so if you've been feeling prior to this uh, retrograde period, uh, you've probably been feeling a lot of motivation. You might be feeling quick to anger. Um, you know, we're being urged right now with Mars and retro with Mars retrograde to do all those rewords. You know, retrograde asks us to slow down and reconsider and reassess and reflect and rework and review all of those things. And so what we're doing is all of that with regards to Mars themes. So motivation, uh, sex, conflict, action, physical exertion, uh, you know, those kinds of things. So um, like I said, with this uh, Virgo new moon that's coming up, if your physical health is something that you are reconsidering with this Mars retrograde, this Virgo new moon coming up might be a great time to set an intention for some sort of a physical health goal. That is something that I am currently working on. So I understand that. Um, so this period is going to call for introspection. We are being asked to slow down. Um, we don't like to slow down. It is not fun for us. We are not a society that likes slowing down or that thinks that slowing down is anything that is great or helpful or good in any way. Slowing down seems lazy and it's hard. And Mars definitely feels that way. So Mars retrograde is also bringing out aggression and anger in people who 
you know, have a little bit of trouble slowing down, a little bit of trouble looking within. When they look within, they don't like what they're seeing. And so what they're doing is all of that aggression, all of that stuff, all of that shadow that they want to look at and consider, you know, it's bubbling back up and coming out. And so, you know, Mars retrograde in Aries can sometimes mean outbreaks of more anger and more aggression and more conflict. Um, passive aggression. You might see a lot of passive aggressive social media posts. I don't know if you've seen those. I definitely have. Uh, you know, it's not it's not always a great energy. But if there are things, like I said, with those Mars themes that are going on in your life, if you're seeing those things coming up over and over again, motivation, sex, conflict, action, physical exercise, competition, even. Um, just know that it might be signaling you to review those themes in your life and figure out what changes you can make to kind of improve that, uh, you know, improve that theme for yourself. So just know that all the work that you've put in with Mars so far this year, you know, and we've all put in some work this year. It's been hard. This has not been a fun year for me, for most of us. Uh, that work is going to pay off. We just need to take kind of like a little bit of a cool down lap with this Mars retrograde before we get there. So hang in there with this energy. Um, it will get better, uh, hopefully mid to late November, you know, uh, we'll get there. So um, that is it for the personal planets. Now the personal planets, um, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but the personal planets are the planets that are they directly relate to us personally. That's why that makes sense. So that is Mercury, Venus, and Mars, largely. Also the sun and the moon. Those are considered uh, our personal planets. Um, Jupiter, uh, Jupiter and Saturn are considered social planets. And so they're less about us directly and more about how we relate to the world, how we relate socially. And so Jupiter, currently in Capricorn. Jupiter is the planet of expansion and luck and knowledge, um, idealism, abundance, optimism, um, was retrograde from the middle of May and has finally turned direct. And if in the past few days, since about the 12th, maybe you have started to feel optimism returning. Um, you know, maybe you, maybe you've been lucky. I won a contest today. It was so random. I don't, you know, I haven't felt lucky in a long time and something really cool happened to me today. If you're noticing things like that happening around you, uh, you know, it might be that this Mars direct energy is impacting you in this way. So we're going to talk more about this in the second half of the show, but Jupiter being direct back on track, this can be great news for us. Um, and so we're going to talk more about that as soon as we come back. Um, real quick, let's take a quick break. I can uh, tell you about a couple of really cool sponsors, and then we're going to talk about getting lucky with Jupiter. Cool? Cool. All right, guys, I used to think that my skin goals were unattainable until very recently. Um, I'm aging as much as I don't want to admit it. The products that used to work for me just kind of don't anymore and I don't know how to choose what's best for my skin. Dermatologists can be expensive and in this pandemic world they're sometimes hard to get into. 
So thankfully, I found Curology. Whether you're trying to take control of acne or if acne is no longer a concern and you're like me, you're dealing with fine lines, dark spots, clogged pores, Curology can customize a prescription formula with three active ingredients picked just for you to tackle your skincare needs. I'm at that weird age where sometimes I get breakouts, but I also have these fine lines that won't budge with drugstore products. I also have super fun large pores and I want help with that so that my makeup looks nice when I wear it and my skin looks okay even when I don't wear it. Uh, to get your treatment plan, you start by answering questions online about your skin and sending in a couple of selfies to Curology. Next, Curology matches you with a licensed dermatology provider who gets to know your skin and if it's a good fit, you'll get a customized prescription cream to address your unique skin concerns. For me, it was super easy. The online process was extremely thorough and I liked that you could send in selfies and highlight problem areas. Then Curology sets you up with a personalized treatment plan and ships your custom formula right to your door. I just got my second shipment today, in fact. I have a cleanser and a moisturizer chosen just for me and a custom prescription formula put together by a licensed dermatology provider that targets the exact issues I'm struggling with. Since I've started Curology, I've noticed a huge, huge reduction in the size of my pores, and I'm seeing those little age spots and fine lines starting to get smaller and finer every day. I've never had results like this using drugstore products, I can tell you that. Now, to get a powerful skincare treatment made just for you today, go to curology.com slash glowgirl for a free 30-day trial. Just pay for shipping and handling. That's C-U-R-O-L-O-G-Y dot com slash glowgirl to unlock your free 30-day trial. See curology.com for all the details. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from manifesting the greatness you deserve? BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you. You can connect with your very own professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. You don't even have to leave the house or put on real pants. It's that convenient. BetterHelp gets it. Life is busy. Now you can get help on your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your own therapist. BetterHelp includes licensed professional counselors who are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBTQ matters, grief, self-esteem. Anything you share is confidential, and if you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp, like me, that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. BetterHelp is available worldwide at your fingertips. BetterHelp offers four communication options, text, chat, phone, and video, and you can start communicating in under 24 hours. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option with financial aid available. Glowgirl listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code GLOW, so why not get started today? Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health by going to betterhelp.com glow, fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs, and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's better, H-E-L-P.com slash glow for 10% off your first month. Betterhelp.com slash glow. Okay, guys, let's talk about Jupiter. I know you guys are excited. Are you excited? So a few people in the comments have been telling me where their Jupiter is in their natal chart. And if you know that, that is wonderful. Um, if you don't know that, uh, all you really need to do is get a birth chart. And if you, you can get a birth chart for free using a lot of apps like, um, 
I like Astro Matrix and Time Passages. Uh, if you want to use a website, I would recommend using astro.com. You can also use Cafe Astrology. Um, if you, Jupiter is a planet that you can locate in your chart without needing a birth time. So if you are uh, someone who does not have your birth time, cannot get your birth time, that's okay. You can still find where Jupiter kind of falls within your chart. You just probably won't be able to find the house that it falls in, but still it can give you a lot of information uh, if you can find what sign Jupiter is in, in your chart. Um, and uh, with regards to some of the health concerns we were talking about earlier, uh, Meredith says, Sean and I are starting a diet. It makes sense that we feel inclined right now. Same, bro. It's, I feel like I want my health to improve right now, which I'm telling you is definitely not something I have been concerned about for the past couple of months. At least this whole pandemic time has been rough on physical health for a lot of people. So if that's you and you're starting to feel this urge to improve your physical health, take advantage of that. Do it. Do it now. You know, set some intentions with this new moon and make that shit happen. Um, and if you don't feel like that, man, that's okay. I'm not here to, I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to make you work out or change your food intake. Do what you can, you know? Um, all right. Uh, hi, Danielle. Thanks for joining us tonight too. Um, we are, you got here just in time. We're talking about Jupiter. So Jupiter, you probably remember from, you know, elementary school science class, Jupiter is the biggest planet in our solar system. It's called, it's a stormy planet. It's got the big red storm moving across it, right? Um, Jupiter is named after the Roman god Jupiter, clearly. Uh, Jupiter corresponds to Zeus in Greek mythology, if you're uh, more familiar with Greek mythology. Now, uh, in Roman mythology, Jupiter was also sometimes called Jove, J-O-V-E, and so you may have heard the old phrase, by Jove, that's kind of what that means, by Jove, by Jupiter, by Zeus, uh, by God, you know, that kind of a phrase. Also, the word jovial, if you know the word jovial, it means kind of like jolly and big and like big personality. I think of Santa Claus when I think of jovial, and that is kind of, Santa Claus vibe is kind of Jupiter. It's like Santa Claus, if Santa Claus was a frat boy, that's what I think of when I think of Jupiter. This is the kind of energy we're working with right now, okay? Um, so Jupiter rules, Jupiter kind of inspires expansion, optimism, abundance, uh, luck. So luck is kind of what we're talking about right now. In your birth chart, it can show you where you might be lucky or where you might be talented. Uh, Jupiter also rules ethics, uh, religious and ph philosophical beliefs, also rules higher education, um, also rules generosity. Uh, you know, wherever Jupiter is in your chart might show kind of where you are generous. Um, I have uh, Jupiter in Libra in my third house. Uh, my generosity does tend to come with the words that come out of my face. Uh, and so very communication generous. If you know me, you probably know this. I will send you 18 texts at one time. Very generous with the communication. I don't know if anybody likes that. Don't care. Jupiter rules the sign of Sagittarius. I'm also a Sagittarius. So if you know someone who's a Sagittarius, uh, that big personality with some of them might make sense uh, if you know somebody who's kind of extra, extra. 
like that, that can be that Jupiter energy. Um, Sagittarius and therefore Jupiter also rules the ninth house of your birth chart. Uh, even if you have another planet in your ninth house of your chart, you still get that Jupiter energy kind of all over it and up in there. Um, and so the ninth house in your birth chart corresponds to things that Jupiter rules, like long distance travel, higher education, religion, philosophy, those kinds of topics, those kinds of themes. Um, if you are a Sagittarius rising, that means that Jupiter is your chart ruler. Now, I know this isn't something that we've talked a lot about, chart rulers. Uh, it's something that I'm starting to learn more about and get into. And so I wanted to share a little bit of that with you today. Um, you may know your rising sign, and um, I know a couple of Sagittarius risings, one of whom might be listening right now. Um, if you are a Sagittarius rising, Jupiter is your chart ruler. Now, I'll go deeper into how we figure all this out later in another show, but if you're interested in figuring out your chart ruler, all you need to do is look at your rising sign. Um, I'm a rising Leo, okay? Then you look at uh, what planet rules that sign. Uh, for Leo, the sun rules Leo. And so my ruling planet is the sun. If you're a Sagittarius rising, your ruling planet is Jupiter because it's Sagittarius. And so you can get even deeper uh, with this ruling planet business by figuring out uh, where your ruling planet is in your chart, which house that's located in, what planet that house is ruled by, and so on. It can what you can find out with that information, if you want to get deep into it, is kind of like a highlight of your life path. Uh, you can kind of figure out, you know, what is a thing in my life that there's a spotlight on? You know, what am I here to do in a way? Um, obviously, it's not going to be one simple single thing, uh, you know, because we're all here to do many things. But it kind of gives you um, an idea if you're struggling with knowing what you want out of life, and we all get there sometimes, uh, you know, figuring out the ruling planet of your chart and really doing a deep dive into this might be a fun way to, for you to figure out kind of where to go next, you know, what is your next step? Um, anyway, it's almost like, it's almost like your own astrological convoluted genealogy, like your own family tree. It can be a little complicated. So um, if you're brand new to astrology, um, you know, definitely do a lot of reading about this before you tackle chart rulers, but just a little information about that. So anyway, back to Jupiter. I wanted to tell you all about Jupiter so you know why I'm so excited that Jupiter is direct and no longer moving backwards. Um, when Jupiter moves backwards, it's against his optimistic and generous nature, okay? He's sort of like, eh, like withholding optimism, withholding generosity, withholding luck, all of us. And that's no fun. So when Jupiter is retrograde, it really can feel like we're all kind of down on our luck. It can also be a time when things that are, that might normally be prone to expansion, or another word for expansion is spread, um, are sort of restricted, you know, sort of held back a little bit. So let's think about that in the frame of disease, which is a theme that we've been seeing a lot of this year. Uh, when Jupiter went retrograde in mid-May, did that energy of restriction and kind of holding back spread, did that help slow the spread of COVID? You know, will now that Jupiter's direct and being very generous with his expansive energy, will COVID start to spread again? Will we see an uptick in cases? Will we see that second wave that everybody's been talking about? 
um, there are a lot of astrologers who think that that's what's going to happen. Um, you know, I'm not a professional, and so I don't have a t an opinion on the topic, but I'm just telling you that is definitely something that's being looked at. So um, be aware, take care of your health. Don't get bored with a pandemic. I know sometimes it can feel like it's not there anymore and we're all getting back to normal life, but just pay attention, you know. Um, Jupiter moving direct again is also great for us in that our luck has returned. Jupiter is in Capricorn right now, okay? Capricorn is a science that's ruled by Saturn. Saturn's the planet of restriction and lessons and taking your time on things, not the fun stuff. Capricorn is the taskmaster. Jupiter is like that fun party guy that just kind of wants to spend his whole paycheck throwing a giant kegger for the whole town, right? I'm telling you, Jupiter's a frat boy. You can see that with those two energies, Jupiter and Capricorn, Saturn and Capricorn, they often butt heads. And so they've been kind of running up against each other this whole year. Uh, but we can use this energy to our advantage. We can also make great strides because Capricorn is about work in this instance. Um, the work we put in and Capricorn and the payoff we can see in the end, Jupiter, right? Capricorn is the kind of the long game, but Jupiter can also be the big picture. So if there's something that you've been working on, if there's something that's come up this year that has kind of made itself apparent to you and you've been, you've been putting in the work, it's going to start paying off. You know, this, you've, your work has been noticed, but Jupiter has been moving backwards and hasn't really been able to be generous and show you his appreciation for your work. So it's coming. Just hang on tight because it's coming. So Jupiter stays in, in a sign for about a year. And so Jupiter's been in Capricorn along with Saturn and Pluto since January. And in late December, Jupiter will move along to the next sign. Um, I would say a lot of things have changed since January, wouldn't you? <laughs> I feel like I'm living in an entirely different world than I was in January. Things are hard. Things have been hard. Um, Capricorn energy can be hard. It's an earth sign. It can be very tough, heavy energy, right? Um, and then also with Pluto and Saturn, Pluto is transformation. Saturn is restriction. Capricorn is work. But Jupiter, Jupiter is abundance, okay? Jupiter is Thanksgiving dinner, right? Jupiter moving direct once more in Capricorn, we're going to have luck on our side again. Um, that hard work we've been putting in all year is getting ready to really pay off for us between now and the end of the year. Let me tell you too that when Jupiter is in Capricorn now, he will be moving into Aquarius in, in uh, late December. We're going to feel that energy move from this heavy work earth vibe, you know, to a light and bright air energy. Um, you're going to feel this difference, you know, new year's going to roll around and it is really going to feel like a new year, like new year, new you, new all of us, right? Um, we're going to be able to tell um, all the things that we, that we're going to need as we move past this very hard, very earthy, very heavy year. Um, and also just pointing out, there's not a song called Age of Capricorn, right? It's Age of Aquarius. So there's some there's some light at the end of this tunnel. There's some air at the end of this earth <laughs> that we've been hanging in. Um, Melissa in the comments says, thank goddess. Right? Right? Yeah, it's coming. Um, it's going to get better, you guys. We just got to hang in there. Um, so another thing, too. If you want to find out what part of your life, what part of your chart that Jupiter is going to bring some luck to, I'm going to tell you how to do that. 
okay? Um, also, I'm gonna go ahead and at the top of this offer my help. If you need help, if you can't figure this out on your own, that's okay, it's hard. Uh, you can send a message to the Glow Girl page or to me or in our Facebook group, whatever you wanna do. I will help you if you can't do this yourself, I promise. Um, it isn't something that I think that everybody probably knows how to do. So first thing you wanna do is run your birth chart. Um, you want to run it somewhere that gives you that round wheel style chart that looks like a pie that has the little slices on it. Um, if you don't have a birth time, this is going to be tough to, to do. So you really kind of need a birth time in order to find this uh, information. So I don't think CoStar gives you the round Zodiac wheel. So you might want to use a different app if that's uh, your preferred astrology app. Also, if CoStar is your preferred astrology app, um, I want to talk to you because CoStar is trash. I'm telling you. Um, okay, so I like Astromatrix and Time Passages. Those are the apps that I prefer to use. Um, if you want to use a website, good old astro.com is good. Uh, you can also use Cafe Astrology. That's not a bad one either. Uh, once you have that wheel chart that has the little pie pieces all over it, you're going to want to look all around the edges of that pie. The crust, if you will, it should have a ring around the edge with a bunch of little symbols all around the edge. And an uh, you know, in little slices and little pieces. Those little symbols are the zodiac symbols. You probably are familiar with your own zodiac symbol, but if you're not familiar, uh, if you're not a Capricorn, uh, you might not be familiar with what the Capricorn symbol looks like. It's a weird looking little guy. It kind of looks like a little cursive lowercase n with a weird little circle at the top of it. I don't know, it's a sea goat. It doesn't look like that, but that's what the symbol is. So, um, I'll tell you, if you can't figure out what it looks like and you don't want to Google it, it's in between Sagittarius, which looks like a sword or an arrow, kind of, uh, and Aquarius, which looks like two horizontal little zigzaggy stripes. Okay, so it's right in between those two. You'll be able to find Capricorn. Locate Capricorn. Once you find that symbol, you're going to see which piece of the chart pie kind of corresponds with or uh, where Capricorn is kind of located either within or straddling that little that little area of your chart. Now, remember, Zodiac moves counterclockwise, well, counterclockwise. I'm, I'm on video right now, so I'm moving my hand the wrong way on the video, but you know what I mean. You know what counterclockwise means. So counterclockwise starts at your rising sign and moves all the way around this way. So as you're moving your finger counterclockwise around the chart, you find where Capricorn is, you find, then you find the next line that shows the edge of the house, and I'm going to show you, um, oh, shoot, I don't have a copy of my own chart in front of me. Or I would show you what it actually looks like on a screen. But if you're listening to this um, being broadcast, you probably don't want to hear me explain something on video anyway. So um, locate that. You can find that. The edge of the house that sits within that Capricorn area, or if you're using whole house systems, Capricorn will be equal to one of your chart houses, okay? Once you find that, you'll be able to see what house uh, Capricorn rules in your chart. Uh, for me, um, if, if you're a rising Leo like me, um, probably Capricorn is in your sixth house, okay? The sixth house is the house of work and health and daily routines. And I could for sure use some luck in those areas of my life. It feels like those are the, if, if you notice this house and you notice what the theme is of this house and you think to yourself, wow, those are the areas of my life that have sucked all year. Yes, 
because we've had all of this heavy Capricorn energy with Jupiter and Pluto and Saturn all hanging out in there and just kind of like hard earth, mm, just really hard energy. So you'll notice what house that is, that that has been a theme that has been recurring in your life all of this entire year. That will start to get better. You will start to have some luck in that area again. Um, Again, I could for sure use some luck in my sixth house. Um, I've also put in a lot of work in those, in some of those areas, you know, with regards to my daily routines have completely changed. Uh, You know, I am looking at putting some work into my health again, Um, you know, work related stuff. Oh my gosh, all of that has completely changed. And I, and we've all put in a lot of work there. So it's hard. Um, But, you know, I just want you to know that with Jupiter moving back into those houses, your luck is going to start returning. Your work is going to start paying off. Um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about the houses. Um, I can't tell you what house yours is in because I can't see your chart, but I can tell you what the houses kind of represent. So you can kind of know if you locate where Capricorn is in your chart, you can tell uh, what themes of your life this might be making sense to you. So uh, if you have Capricorn, if you're Capricorn rising, if you have Capricorn in your first house, First house is uh, the house of self, uh, appearances, literally what you look like, first impressions, new beginnings, um, also kind of like your attitude, you know, what you present to the world. Um, If Capricorn is in your second house, that's your house of money, values, uh, work, daily routines, and kind of, you know, the environment that you kind of exist in, right? Um, If Capricorn is in your third house, that's the house of communication. Uh, Siblings can be um, your neighbors, your community a little bit. If Capricorn's in your fourth house, that's your house of home, hearth and home, literally your home, your family, uh, your roots, and kind of like your emotional foundation. Um, Cancer rules the fourth house and therefore the moon. And the fourth house uh, sometimes has to do with your mom, you know? Uh, fifth house, uh, if Capricorn's in your fifth house, that's the house of romance, of fun, play, self-expression, creativity. Um, no surprise here that Leo uh, rules the fifth house. Uh, if this uh, lovely Capricorn energy is in your sixth house, okay, which like me, that's health, fitness, organization, acts of service, um, daily routines. Uh, if Capricorn's in your seventh house, that's relationships. This is often called the marriage house. So it can be kind of how you relate in the world, relationships, partnerships, um, mutuality, shared resources, right? Uh, if Capricorn's in your eighth house, this is um, an intense house, a house of intimacy, sex, bonding, um, shared money and property, taxes, can also be a house of death. Um, you know, and not necessarily just physical death, but death of things, habits, all kinds of stuff. Try not, get, try not to get too dark with you. Uh, if Capricorn's in your ninth house, that's the house of travel, study, higher learning, uh, morals and ethics, religion and philosophy, those kinds of topics. Capricorn in the 10th can be uh, career, uh, goals, fame, success, kind of like your reputation, your public image, um, achievements. The 10th house can also, it's opposite from the 4th house on the wheel. The 10th house can also represent your dad. So there's some stuff going on with your dad and you have Capricorn in the 10th. That might make some sense for you. And hopefully it starts getting better. 
Uh, Capricorn in the 11th. 11th rules groups, um, groups like friend groups, um, social causes, um, organizations, society. I think the 11th house is also, also like the social media house. So uh, if you could use some luck in that area, it's bound to come your way soon. The 12th house, again, another intense location, but the 12th house is the house of endings, um, also healing, closure, and spirituality. Um, the 12th house is ruled by Pisces, and so that's a, a spiritual kind of like deep understanding, transcendent kind of house. So if you've got Capricorn there, uh, you know, and you've been putting in some work, uh, you're bound to have some luck. Maybe you will transcend, maybe. Um, so those are all the houses. Hopefully you guys can locate where Jupiter is falling on your chart. And again, if you need some help, just message me. I'd be happy to help you. I don't have anything going on in my life, just like the rest of us. Um, okay, so that's kind of where we're at. Um, like I said, if you're listening live, um, you know, drop in the comments if you figured out what house your Jupiter is in. Um, a lot of people have said, uh, you know, have been going through their signs. And uh, Rachel in the comments says, my entire outlook on life has changed since January. I never thought I'd be so responsible. We've kind of had to be. We've had to grow up this year, some of us. Um, and, you know, we've been forced into it. Our foundations have been shaken a bit. And that's definitely a theme that a lot of people are seeing for this year. Um, Nikki says, CoStar is rude as hell every morning. I am telling you what, I don't know. CoStar, I mean, if you like that kind of thing, if, if you're into, if that's your kink, I'm not shaming you. But CoStar, I don't like to be, <laughs> I don't like to be talked at like that. So no, thank you, CoStar. Um, okay, fellow Leo Rising, Rachel. Hey, girl, how's it going with your, with your work and your, and your physical health and your mental health? That's a bunch, that's a sixth house theme too. Ouchie. That's how I feel about it. We could use some luck. So um, I hope you guys are getting some luck coming your way. Um, I know this year has been super hard for most of us, um, but I'm telling you that it's getting better, right? There's light at the end of the tunnel. Hardships are going to start paying off. Um, if things have been feeling hopeless for you, there's optimism on the horizon. Jupiter, the one thing about Jupiter is that Jupiter is generous and Jupiter wants you to have everything you deserve. So don't give up. Keep working hard and um, you'll be getting lucky in no time, which is something I'm sure my husband would like me to say to him um, when I'm saying it to you guys. Go out there. Get lucky. Uh, that's it for us this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you next week. I will see you on Wednesday for a broadcast next week for a brand new episode of Glow Girl. Don't miss that episode because we're going to have Teresa Reed from uh, the Tara lady here to join us. And it's going to be talking about politics and astrology. It's going to be an awesome show. If you're enjoying this podcast, please consider leaving us a five-star review over at iTunes or wherever you listen, because that is the best way for people who like what we're doing to find us. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Glow Girl Pod. Be sure to tune into the rest of the Girls Girls Media Multiverse of Podcasts. We're on the air just about every day of the week. And if you're looking for the actual nicest online girl group uh, on the whole internet, whole internet, guaranteed, uh, come join our Girls Girls community. For only $2 a month, you can be part of the Girls Girls Inner Circle, hang out online with the funniest and friendliest women on the whole internet, and read all of my random astrology updates whenever literally anything happens. Literally anything. 
Well Girl is a production of Girls Girls Media, and our music today is by the amazing Breakmaster Cylinder. Shine bright, Glow Girls. <laughs>